0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 858 WRUF.
1: Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday here in the University City alongside Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. Jake is producing the broadcast today. We thank you for making us part of your busy day. We're going to start our hour by talking to a very familiar face and name to Gator fans, Chris Leak joins us now to talk about a lot of different things. What's up, Chris? How are you?
0: Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you and be on the show.
1: Chris, one of the things that you know we've talked a lot over the years, but uh, I've not really talked to you a lot about playing under Dan Mullen in terms of what he taught you in terms of being a play caller so I, I really want to delve into that first of all when he coached you what did you learn from him what was he like to play under as your position coach
0: well definitely uh he sets the standard to for what the what he demands out of, a, out of the quarterback and um you know we me and dan have a have very unique relationship because we kind of grow grew together during our time at Florida. And, uh, and, and Dan's grown so much, um, through his, his tutelage of quarterbacks, as everybody knows, his list of successful guys. It's, it's a, he really connects you with the position emotionally and, and the adjustments you have to make throughout, um, the season throughout practice. And you really take, you really have a focus and a purpose to everything that you do, not just when it's game day, not just um, when it seems important in practice, but every single thing, warm-ups, center quarterback exchange, everything that you do, you have a focus and a purpose. And I think think the thing that he does really, really well is he just lets – because he makes his quarterback connect emotionally with every single thing that they do, whether it's practice or game or leadership in the in the meeting rooms and those type things, so I, I think that was one of the things that really stood out about
2: Dan. Chris Shane Matthews here. When you uh you know you obviously play for Ron Zook and Larry Fedora, uh, kind of spread it out, throw it all over the ballpark. When when uh, Urban came in and Dan Mullen was your new offensive coordinator, how hard was it to adjust? I mean, pretty much everybody has the same ball plays, but let's let's be honest. Uh, myself, Worfel, yourself, we're not great runners and how hard was it for you to understand, look, I'm going to have to run the football uh, to be effective in this system? Uh, because we saw how it took Felipe, you know, pretty much the entire first half of the year. He wasn't much of a runner, but did towards the end of the year. How difficult was that for you?
0: Right, it, right. It, there is definitely some difficulty. It, it, really, when you change the any offense, you know the change. any time you change from one playbook to another, there's going to be, some uh, some bumps in the road is going to be you're going to have to have time to understand what the coach wants, what the coach expects, um, and that's thing. That was one thing going from one great coach to one one strategy to another. It makes it, in my opinion, even even harder because you trust, you saw what you what you were doing and you had success with it, and you and you trust that, and you have to go to a completely other playbook, a completely other vision. Um, that's also successful that can be sometimes um, tough to do but yeah just just going from a from a running standpoint one of the things that one of the advantages that I feel like that helped me was that I could I was I was able to throw on the run um, really well throughout my career so that helped so the, the extra movement to me wasn't a problem it was it was more getting getting a, uh, adapted to how defenses were going to react to me being more of a, a style runner getting used to that getting used to the different looks that you're going to get from defenses that takes time as a quarterback and I, I think you pointed out with Felipe it has taken him is taking them time which it has for what you will for any quarterback when you're in a new offense it takes time to see things differently to for things to slow down for you because as you know Shane quarterback is about decision making now whether it's the option game the passing game RPO game it's being a great quarterback is about decision-making what you do within the time that you have to make that decision. So uh, I think over time, Felipe, just as mine did the decision-making, uh, you get a lot more efficient and the the, the plan and the strategy starts to become clearer and you see the vision of what the coach wants.
1: What kind of a play caller was he for you?
0: Well, me and Dan grew over time, you know, uh, And early on, we have to kind of figure out, you know, what what things he liked, what things I liked, what things he didn't like, what things I didn't like. And I think that was the greatest thing about mine and Dan's relationship is that we listen to each other. And we listen to, you know, things that we – and we had those tough conversations from as a player-coach relationship needs. And And once you get past that, once you start to – Get past the player coach and start to understand who the man is as far as, as far as Dan Mullen. And this is what uh, I've told the quarterbacks in the past: is get to know Dan Dan Mullen, the man, and you know his expectations, his vision for for quarterbacks for the program. That's when you really can connect emotionally and start making the adjustments, and the, you start to connect with the strategy that Dan has for for you and his plan for the team. Because it's a it's a whole encompassing. Uh, thing uh, you're just you got to figure out what part are you as the quarterback you have a big piece now but you have to figure out what part are you within this piece of this vision that you have and that that really helped me succeed especially in year two.
2: Chris talk a little bit about we're going to talk here uh, in a minute about what you're doing now but you know when you look at Felipe the quarterback position talk about how difficult it is to play quarterback here at the University of Florida. I mean you're all all-time leading passer the pressure that's on this young man, the kind of the pressure that was on you, uh, and how you coped with it.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, just, just first of all, you're in the SEC. You're in the number one conference in the country. Uh, you're expected to compete for national championships, SEC championships every year. So the pressure, you know, when you walk around campus, when you're out, you know, with with your friends, you you are the quarterback of the University of Florida, and that comes with the – A certain standard and a certain responsibility. And, um, I think Felipe has learned that over time and he's, I think he's done an excellent job with it. I I really think this second year, um, he's really going to, you're really going to see the difference with with him as far as his comfort level because it takes some time to get comfortable with those expectations, with that responsibility because it can, it can be, uh, be heavy on your shoulders at times. And, um, but the great thing about it is that you're on a, you're on a great team you have people to help you carry that load. And that's what you have to understand. You're not doing this alone. And uh, I think with Dan being there, and you can't say enough about uh, Brian Johnson, who has done an unbelievable job with the quarterbacks in that room uh these last couple of years. And uh, the job that he's done to get them comfortable and within those expectations um that you have at, at the University of Florida. But for me personally, you know, coming in as a freshman with high expectations and, Coming out from a high school with high expectations, it was for me. I, I feel like I was very fortunate because every everywhere I went, the expectations were high, and you kind of get accustomed to that uh, to that aura around uh, where you are, wherever you go, and uh, you're expected to win national titles every year. There was it was no different year in and year out. So as long as you can keep things in perspective. Um, and I think I think Felipe has has gotten to that point now, is where he, he has everything in perspective, and you have the strategy, has a plan. Uh, I think you can be successful with it.
1: Chris Leakes, our guest here on Sports Scene, talking Gator football quarterback, and Chris Shane and I coached together. And one thing he has said many times on this show, and one thing he said to me was, "Look, you can have." We met one time. He said, What kind of ball plays do you have? Remember, we met and we talked about it, and he said. I don't care how good they are, I don't care what they are, but if the quarterback doesn't like it or can't do it, they're not going to work. And I always kept that uh, in the back of my mind because he's absolutely right. But with you and Dan, was there that give and take along those same lines?
0: Right. And that's what I tell you what that that was I was very fortunate Um, to have during my time at Florida under Ed Zonbreaker, under, under Larry Fedora and Dan Mullen is that we always had a meeting during the week to find out, you know, here, here's our game plan. And, you know, this is what, this is what we have on the call sheet. What do you, what do you like? What do you not like? And the great thing is when you have coaches that are willing to listen to their players and as a, and as a quarterback, you have to have the courage to speak up and be like, look, I know we practice this play. Over and over during the week, but I, I, I I don't understand it. Um, I don't like it. And the coach and the, the great, the great ones, they listen and they, and they, they do things that keep, that keep you comfortable because if the quarterback is comfortable, if the quarterback is confident about the game plan, you're going to have more success. Even if as a coach, you don't think that play necessarily is the best play for the situation, the quarterback will make it happen for you and you know it's football has always been a player's game and the players make the plays the the and the thing that you see a lot is that a lot of your big plays in football as you guys know don't happen the way the play is designed so i think you'll see that a lot this year with felipe you're going to see it you're going to see him take the play that's called and make the play that the play after the play as we say as we see guys like aaron Rodgers, russell wilson Um, Those guys in the NFL do uh, time in and time out. So I think you'll see a lot of that this year.
2: Chris, uh, we're having former players on, let people know what they're doing now. Obviously, you're doing some great things down in Orlando, training young quarterbacks. Talk a little bit about that. It's kind of a two-part question for me. Talk about uh, your little business you got going there training. But the other thing with recruiting these days, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I think you were probably, if I'm not mistaken, weren't you one of the first, if not the first, that was like, Offered a scholarship in like seventh grade.
0: Correct. Yeah, I got offered a scholarship um, by Wake Forest by Jim Caldwell, who was the head coach at the time, and um, South Carolina, uh, who where Lou Holtz was there, and a good friend of ours, Charlie Strong, was the B coordinator there at the time. I uh, followed, followed there my eighth grade, in eighth grade, and ninth grade year. So yeah, I got started in that recruiting process very early, and uh, like you, that's pretty. And I'm helping uh, the kids down here in Orlando. Through my quarterback school, AirStrike Passing Academy, and pretty much as you guys know, football has become a whether you look at, at college or NFL, it's become a passing game. And what I do, and what what I had all my life, you know, through my dad, is I, I help quarterbacks have an effective strategy in the passing game, how they can be, you know, as, as efficient as possible uh, with, with whatever their skill set is. I was very fortunate to have the skill set of being a Great passer, being able to pass the ball, throw the ball with accuracy, make decisions, uh, be able to read defenses. So whatever that skill set is for the quarterback, what I do is help them, um, come up with a strategy, come up with a plan, um, to help them develop through all over time so that they can be as efficient as possible, which is, which I think is happening at Florida now with Brian Johnson and Dan Bollum with the quarterback position. So, yeah, the recruiting part, uh, I, I say, as you know, I got started very early. I was one of the first ones to, uh, had a blog going on with PSPN, had a camera <laughs> guy follow me all over high school. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was one of the first times that that happened, you know, and, uh, I got obviously committed to Florida at the U.S. Army All-American game in San Antonio. So yeah, it was, I was one of the first and, um, it, it's, it's funny to see how it uh, has evolved with Twitter and Instagram and, everything. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to see. I think it's good for it if it's handled the right way. And, and uh, I think it's good for the recruits because the more opportunities you get to, you know, to have a higher education, I'm all for it.
1: Real quickly. Um, last thing. What do you think about this transfer portal business?
0: Well, I think, I think for, I, I'm, I usually am on the side of the players, you know, if, if they, if they feel like they can go somewhere else and have a, you know, obviously, continue their education from first and foremost, and have a chance to play. So yeah, it's kind of like the free agency of college football. A lot of people didn't. When you think about the NFL, a lot of people didn't think free agency was a good thing for the NFL when it started out, and we've seen that it 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 it's had its uh, over the years. It's done good things for the league. It's balanced things out. You know, teams haven't been uh, too overpowering on the east or the west, and you know. Anytime I think a player can go somewhere continue his education and have a chance to play the game he loves uh, I think it's I think it's good for the, I think it's good for the kid I think the benefit that it has for those for those kids as student athletes and they're trying to find their way and find their calling in life and uh, you know it's tough those are some tough decisions where you commit to schools that uh, you know a lot of times you're not sure about so anytime that a kid can Uh, you know, have the leeway to make a decision where they think, okay, I think I'll be more successful at, at this program. No different than a person would say, I have, I think I have a better chance to provide for my family at this, at this company. Uh, I think it's no different than that as far as you take that perspective. So uh, I I think it's a, I think it's an okay thing. I think it's just a new type of free agency in college football.
1: Chris, if uh, a young man is interested in being part of, of what you're doing, how can they contact you? What can they do?
0: Uh, airstrike com, and just go on my website everything's there they can sign up for training sessions and one of the other th- aspects that I love to do is I do cons- coaches consulting for youth and high school programs where I help them with how how to practice or practice organization how to plan practice how to install all those things to help their quarterbacks um, progress throughout their uh, throughout their years and into youth and high school football so yeah airstrike
1: Sounds good. Always appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for being here.
0: Thanks, guys. Go Gators.
1: You got it, Chris. Thank you, Chris Lee. Done a nice
0: job.